through the storm, week one of three, <laughs> Jonah flees. <laughs> well, I guess you can Welcome. guess what happened from the last episode. Um, no, that was right. That's what you told it me It is, to but say. we still laughed. <laughs> okay, so here's the inside joke that you are now privy to. Wes is intentionally making the podcast title extremely long to try and confuse me (laughs) sorry i'm still laughing (laughs) oh yeah so it's his intention to cause me (laughs) to look silly in the intro that's just like i look silly all the time okay you have pictures of all the staff here that make us look silly so you know what i think this is fine okay we're i need someone out there i need someone out there to start making a blooper reel Oh. Of, of all the things from Julie. Wow, we don't pay Carrie, much, if you are but listening. we would love to Carrie, hear one. <laughs> Carrie, if you are listening to this, help, help, help your husband out, please. Um, yes. It's funny. No, we're talking. We're uh, we're talking about you know through the storm, as our series name. We're gonna go through the story of Jonah. Um, yeah, this is uh, the series that we're gonna be leading up with to the senior high retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, usually around this time, we we dive in just a little bit deeper. Um, just because the retreat brings out a lot of emotion. Like, yeah. It brings out a lot. If you've ever been on a, a youth retreat before, it can get heavy yeah. um, in a very quick way. It can get heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. I know, Julie, you were part of our junior high retreat, yeah. and it was it was a lot of fun. It's it was awesome. it was a lot, but there's still this heaviness there yeah, where course. people talk about it a lot. Um, so, yeah, the, our main point for today, and I, I want to say it because this is going to be difficult, and we're going to go through it. Our main point is sometimes we cause our own difficulties. Uh, That's hard for sometimes people to really take in. We don't want to admit that, though, do we? No. No, I don't think so. And, you know, I think for all of us, we encounter we encounter storms. Um, and that through those storms, we sometimes can get... Um, sometimes we can get lost. Sometimes the mm-hmm. storms are super big. Where it feels like, you know... Well, when I picture a storm and like back in Bible times, if you're hit by a storm, you can easily get thrown off course because they didn't have like navigation systems or like GPS or like, I don't know, maybe your vehicle doesn't do it, but we have a vehicle that has like this auto drive feature where you like set your destination and it drives for you. Yeah. And they didn't have that. So if they get blown off course, that's what I'm picturing. And so I think in our world today, our storms may look a little different because mm-hmm. in biblical times they're talking about a physical representation of a storm where yeah. today I would say we talk more about a mental storm mm-hmm. um, where it feels like there's darkness and there's heaviness and there's clouds around you. And it's like, like I think about when I think about this, I, I know it's kind of funny, but like in Looney Tunes, like yeah. when, when Bugs Bunny all of a sudden has a rain cloud above his head and it's like yes. lightning and like, but sometimes it feels like that in our day-to-day lives yeah. where it can just feel like it's just pouring out. Yep. It may be the sunniest day, but in your head, it's just it's just awful. Mm-hmm. And so we go through storms like these where things are hard, especially in our world today, especially for our youth today. Mm-hmm. We have the fastest growing rate of youth mental health and youth suicide that we've ever had in our world. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yes. Which is mind blowing. Mind blowing yeah. that we are at. St- we, are, we are still at this. Yeah. And so. We are going to be talking about some of the big storms that we see in scripture. And Jonah actually develops this huge storm around him. Sometimes, and some of it actually comes from what our main point was. 
because of our own. We cause our own difficulties sometimes. Mm-hmm. So this is Jonah uh, chapter 1, verse 1, verse 1 to 3. And it says this. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amatia, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. So we're going we're gonna to talk about this. So what did, jo- what did God really command Jonah to do? He wanted him to go to Nineveh yeah, and right? like, I don't know, fight evil or like, like, yeah, go against evil. And his response was? He ran the opposite direction. He fucked it. He was like, <laughs> not even a second thought. Just like, here's God's voice. Nope, that not happening. Not today. And he flees. Yeah. And so there are several reasons why Jonah flees, um, why Jonah did not go where God commanded him. So these are several possible le- reasons that we're going to talk about. First, Nineveh was located 550 miles northeast of Samaria. Mm-hmm. This would have required Jonah to travel more than a month if he ah. journeyed. Um, the usual 15 to 20 miles a day. Okay. Not only was the city the second largest in the world at the time, second only to Babylon, probably with a population of 600,000, but it was also known for violence. Mm. So Jonah chose so to flee. Scared. He was scared. Yeah. He chose to flee in the exact opposite direction from Nineveh to Tarshish. Any idea what Tarshish was? Tarshish was like? Was it a peaceful city? Uh, Not really sure. I think. If I'm remembering correctly, and I may be wrong, I believe Tarshish was just another kind of port city. Yeah. Um, just kind of a place where a lot of travelers could go and just kind of be anonymous, and maybe? kind of be anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these are some of the things I want to ask us. So have you ever done the opposite of when someone of what someone wanted you to do? Are you asking me? You're not going to ask me for an example, though, are you? Because no, the answer no. is yes. <laughs> I think everyone, everyone, everyone has yes. done this. Everyone has done whether it be a parent or a teacher or a friend. Yeah. We've all done this. Yep. But have we ever done this with God? Ooh. That's a tougher question. It is a... I think at the same time, it may be yes for a lot of people. Yeah, of it's course. It's yes for everybody, Wes. <laughs> Sometimes we feel that nudge to go and do something, and we're just like, nope, that's, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. I'm mm-hmm. not, not going to go talk to that person. I'm not going to go do that. I'm not going to go help. This is Jonah 1, verse 4 to 6. And of course, we're just going to, we're really going through Jonah. Mm-hmm. But the Lord hur- hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea. So the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God, and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain, had lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give you a thought to us that we may not perish. Mm-hmm. So what what do you picture in your mind when you think of the Lord hurled a great wind? Well, that sounds scary because water <laughs> is like extremely powerful. I picture like a tsunami or like, mm. have you seen like the hurricane that, passed through uh florida just yeah. when was that recently a couple yeah. months ago um i don't know if you saw like all of the damage and destruction but i just think of like uh, yeah like big waves and people feeling sick and being tossed around yeah it actually talks about how like the boat was like going to break up if this continued yeah. 
Like this was a massive, massive storm. And something to remember is, especially for Jonah is in this, being a Jewish person, Jewish people did not like the ocean. Uh, how come? There was a fear among the ocean. Mm. People had it. Fishermen actually lost their lives many times because yeah. of storms, because of So people didn't like the ocean. It was not something that was seen as a calm place to be. Like fear of the unknown even because mm-hmm. it's dark. Well, there's darkness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was a sense of fear. So these mariners who, who knows if they were Jewish, who knows if they were, you know, who knows where they could have been from, who, where they could have been from. They could have been mm-hmm. Phoenicians. They could have been who knows. Yeah. But they are like, they're frightened. And these guys are sail all the time. Yeah. So now even they are like, oh, no, this is not good. So this actually is the same word, um, hurled, like a great one. This is the same word used to describe Saul when he twice hurled a spear at David. Mm. God wi- God winds up and hurls a great wind at the, on the sea. And the sailors, like we talked about, they were afraid. The severity of the storm, they were afraid of it. They cried out to their gods. And so apparently when they, like, they're crying out to their gods and nothing's happening. Yeah. They started to hurl things in the sea. They're like, okay, we got to lighten the boat. If this ain't working, we got we to figure this out. Yeah. That's a sign of complete desperation. Mm-hmm. It would have been so costly for them to do that. Yeah. Like, that's that's a life's wage. Like, that could be gone. Yep. Wow. But Jonah's initial response, he's not helping. He's not caring. He's still he's hiding. He's asleep. He's hiding. Yeah. Hmm. So Jonah's initial response indicate about his character is that it's an extreme apathy. It's a lack of care for those around him. Yeah. And it appears that's the captain had to remind Jonah to do something that he should have known to do. Well, I wonder how much like shame was involved at that point. Oh, probably, probably huge like, amounts of I shame. I wonder if he was down there like hiding, like, oh no. But he this was. Is... He said he was asleep. Yeah. To be asleep in a storm like that. Yeah. Yeah, and. I think, like, the captain really reminds him what to do is go to your God. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. to your God. And he doesn't even want to ask God for help in this situation. Jonah's disobedience hurt those around him. Often when we choose the opposite of what God wants to do, we end up causing sometimes a lot of problems for mm-hmm. ourselves and for others. And when we choose sin over God's plan, it can leave a path of destruction. Yeah. So, and this is just I, I, this is a general question, yes or no kind of questions. Do you think our personal choice always affects those around us? Always or often? Often, let's say. Yes. I would say often, yeah. Sometimes not always. Sometimes mm. there's much more personal things. But yeah. um, are we not sometimes totally unaware of the destructive impact we have on others through our actions and words? Yeah. We, we, sometimes we, we just totally. don't realize. I think part that goes back to like part of our human nature about being selfish. We are by nature kind of selfish. Yeah. Can we avoid these things in the future? Mm. Yeah, but I think it takes a lot of work and uh, I guess mindfulness, you could say, or attention or Mm -hmm. um, yeah, intention. Yeah. So this is, we're going to read the next part of Jonah. This is verse, um, still chapter one, verse uh, seven through 16. And it says this, and they said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know whose, whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots. And the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, tell us on whose account evil has come upon us. What is your occupation and where do you come from? 
He said, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is it that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempest. And he said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for for you. For I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to get back to dry land, but they could not. For the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Therefore they called out to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay down not on us innocent blood for you. O Lord, have you done, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah, they hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the man feared the Lord exceedingly. They offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. So this is one of the crazy things that actually we see on this, is that these men, even after Jonah says, you know, throwing the sea, he's calling for them to end it. Just end my life for me. Because yeah. for a Jewish person, getting thrown into the middle of the seat, you're done. Yeah. You are done. There's no, like, you know you're done. Yeah. He calls for them to do that. And they say, no, like, I, we, we are not doing that. That's like the last option we are doing. Yeah. So they try and roll. They can't do it. Say, fine. Okay, God, please, please let this not be on our hands. Or he yeah. is calling, calling for this. So they do this and the sea stops raging. They're like, they actually make vows to God. They actually... Mm-hmm turn to god they really they really turn to god these are not jewish people most likely they could be but they're probably not so one there's a lot of things going on here Mm -hmm. first they cast lots what does that mean it's like everyone take a stick oh like pull the short straw short straw huh it probably would have been a different way of doing it but that's that's like in survivor when you draw rocks easy yeah sure easiest way to kind of cast lots so even that falls on Jonah and it's like, ah, of course. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, God and he talks about who he is and all of this. And there's still a lack of care that he has to know. He knows that it is his fault. Like he's saying this and with this thing, he is definitely someone who speaks before he says. Mm-hmm. So he is hearing this in his head long before he says, like, this is my fault, guys. Like he probably knew before casting lots. He yeah. probably knew when he was in the boat and first woke up and there's a raging storm like they have never seen before and coming on deck. And they probably went, he probably went, yep, all right. My bad. This is my bad. But it takes him a while to still get there. So the sailors, they, they, didn't, they, they did not want to. They literally dug it in harder with their always to try and get out. Mm. But they reacted in a way that actually I think glorifies God. Because they, they, they had a high value of human life, which we agree with. Yeah. They had a high value of human life. They were like, we don't want to do this. They said, okay, we will do this. And then they, then they had to physically do it. And in a way that they can still try and honor God. Mm-hmm. So somehow this storm ends up stopping. And I just feel so bad for Jonah. Like, I really feel like there's there had to have been so much more oh, there's than just pressure. like a lazy guy he might like i don't know i feel like there must have been so much more to him and his like backstory oh probably like why would he feel so ashamed and why would he hide so much like if you know i don't know i feel i I kind of feel but yeah but at the same time 
he's so hard-headed that he would rather die than just actually go back to God. He's that hard-headed where he would rather just be like, nope. Yeah, but poor guy, he must have been so broken down inside, and I don't know. I feel bad for him, that's Mm. all. Okay. I feel pity for him. Well, let us read Jonah 17. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jonah, 17, Jonah 1, 17 um, to 2, 9. Okay. And the, and the Lord appointed a great fish. Let's just get that straight. A great fish, not a whale. A great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying... I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters crossed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head and the roots of the mountains. I went deep. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit. O Lord my God, when my life was fading, fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you. Into your holy temple, those who pray regard to vain idols forsake their hopes of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay salvation belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Verse one is a huge turning point for Jonah mm-hmm. because he does go back to God. Yeah. He's he's caused a lot of his mistakes here. Yes. But he really goes back to God. He's like, all right, I see it. And the thing is, sometimes in our own lives, things happen which get our attentions and sometimes make us realize that we actually need to turn back to God. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Um, so he realized that even in the pit of where he is, God was still there mm-hmm. and he realizes, and he knows, like he knows for a fact, this prayer is not just one of like, God, please just help me through. It is confident. When you yeah. read, when you re- listen to this, you look at the words, he's confident and knows that God will do this. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. full confidence in the Lord. Like that's, that's a level of faith that does not really rep- represent how he's been acting the rest of the time. Yeah. But he's got this confidence and he realized that God still rescues. Yeah. And this is our, this is our final point that we're going to finish this one off with. Okay. Before we go, because this this is a three week series. We know we got to leave a bit of a cliffhanger of where we're going with it. This is the final point. God is not done with you. Even if you have made a mistake. Yeah. Even if you are in the middle of the storm, you can still turn to him and still find him there. Even in the darkest moments of life, Jesus is there. It, we talk about this constantly, where even in the darkest of valleys, deadest of nights, God is still there and mm-hmm. shining a bright light in that. And it's just like, God, you you know our pain and you know who we are and you are there for us in all of it. And sometimes we are so blinded by darkness, we can't see it. Yeah. And we sometimes we're, we're, we talk about these things and we do these things because we want to have the reminder that we can turn to you. And that's what I want to remember is that God is not done with you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wow. Thank you, Pastor Wes. That was great. 
Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes, if you've got questions or you want to chat about any of this or something else with him, you can reach him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, my email address is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. So thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.